Chapter 8 Sacred Space The Buddha once said, wherever you live is your temple if you treat it like one. Sacredness is more a matter of attitude and behavior than of trappings, and it doesn't require a building or props. Nonetheless, creating a sacred space is an important part of practicing magic, in which is often used tools and processes to establish safe havens in which to work. <clears throat> what is a sacred space? A sacred space is an area you've cleansed of distractions and energy that you don't want to interfere with your magical work. Within this purified zone, you may choose to meditate, make offerings, and conduct spells or rituals. If you are lucky enough to have a temple or dedicated worship space in your home, then that is your permanent sacred space. You've probably heard of magic circles. What makes sacred space different from a circle? A circle is a consciously constructed area that partially overlaps both our material world and the divine world. The resulting region is said to be between the worlds, not wholly in one or the other. Sacred space is a place of peace and calm, but is not necessarily between the worlds. Sacred space is what goes into the circle or it can simply exist on its own. When you're in your sacred space, you can still interact with the world beyond it. It doesn't set up a barrier the way a circle does. When you use sacred space, you make the existing environment holy, as opposed to creating a whole new surrounding. You remain open to the good energies in the area instead of sealing yourself away from them. Sacred space is a wonderful alternative to a circle if you seek to create a harmonious atmosphere for a family gathering, particularly if the attendees are of mixed spiritualities or if the space you are using is unfamiliar to you. You can create it without anyone else's knowledge by purifying and harmonizing the energy of the area. You remove distracting, harmful, or stale energy and leave a positive, comfortable feeling instead. Creating sacred space for other people who may not share your beliefs does not manipulate them in any way, nor does it disrespect their own religion. You are offering them a peaceful and balanced environment in which to study, discuss, eat, or mingle. Try creating sacred space before a dinner gathering during the week when everyone is tired and stressed out. Watch how everyone relaxes in the serene energy. Creating sacred space. Creating sacred space includes four basic steps. The process takes place both inside you and outside, both in your mind and in a physical space. Create. This means eliminating thoughts, feelings, and energies that would distract you so that your psyche is calm and all those everyday annoyances have been left behind. Cleanse. Clean up the area you will be using so that you have a tidy, pleasant place in which to work. Purify. This is the magical counterpart to cleansing. Purification removes negative energy. Consecrate. This step involves blessing the space in some fashion. <clears throat> From here, you can go to cast a circle if you so desire, or if your ritual requires it. You'll learn how later in this chapter. Otherwise, you're ready to begin doing whatever you choose to do within the sacred space you've created with these four steps.
creating internal sacred space. Before you perform any magic spells or rituals, you need to calm your spirit and your mind. Begin by putting aside your daily concerns and taking a few minutes to relax your body. Your goal is to shift your thinking and feeling from ordinary consciousness to a more serene and elevated consciousness. Giving yourself just five minutes to meditate will help you get in the right frame of mind to create sacred space. Cleansing. Cleansing the physical space where you will work removes the distraction caused by dirt and clutter. Physical clutter and dust create chaotic energy, as any feng shui expert will attest. Cleansing also signifies your attention to honor this space and make it special. Sweep the floor with a regular broom and dustpan. Clear off your altar or workspace and tidy the general area. Put away loose papers, piles of books, clothes, toys, and other clutter from the area. Once you've removed the physical clutter, clean and polish the surfaces. Cleanse yourself too. Some witches like to take a relaxing bath or shower before a ritual. Although this step technically focuses on physical cleansing, it also helps you to mentally and emotionally prepare yourself to do magic. Purifying Ritual Bath Try this fragrant purifying scrub before doing a ritual or other magic work. Use warm, not hot water. Do not use the scrub on your face. If you have sensitive skin, blend the herbs and essential oils into the almond or jojoba oil and emit the salt. Rub the oil gently into your skin prior to your bath or shower and then rinse off. Cleansing bath scrub. One half cup sea salt, one teaspoon lemon zest, fresh, one cup fine Epsom salts, one half cup sweet almond or jojoba oil, three drops lavender oil, three drops frankincense oil, two teaspoons lavender flowers, fresh or dry, a lidded jar enough, large enough to hold at least two cups of scrub, a small glass bowl, a damp washcloth. Purify the ingredients first. You can do this by visualizing white light around them. Grind the dried flowers finely while you state aloud that they will cleanse and purify your body, mind, and spirit. In the covered jar, shake the two salts together. In the bowl, mix the oils. Open the jar and add the oil blend to the salt. Close the jar and shake to combine thoroughly. Open the jar and sprinkle the herbs over the oil and salt blend. Close the jar and shake to blend one final time. To use the salt scrub once you are in the bath or shower, place about a tablespoon in the center of a clean, damp washcloth or in the palm of your hand. Gently rub the salts against your skin. Imagine them loosening any negative energy that may cling to you. Feel the purifying salt, lavender, frankincense, and lemon soaking into your body, cleansing your aura and calming your mind. When you feel cleansed, rinse the salt scrub and the negative energy away with water. Step out of the bath and dry yourself gently with a clean towel. Purification 
In this step, you purify yourself in the area where you'll be working. Cleansing deals with physical dirt. Purification gets rid of the negative energy that clutters up the area. You can do this by sweeping in a counterclockwise motion with a, with a besom, a witch's broom. If you enjoy aromatherapy, spritz some lavender scent into the air or burn your favorite calming incense. Some witches prefer to burn a smudge stick and waft the smoke around the area. Others sprinkle small amounts of salt in the space. Or you can simply visualize a ball of white light materializing in the center, then growing outward and driving away negativity. Purifying with a stone. You can also purify your sacred space with a crystal or gemstone. Citrine, a yellowish colored quartz crystal, is a good choice, although clear quartz will work as well. Before you use your chosen stone to purify a space, wash it in warm water and pat it dry. Remember to cleanse your stones often to get rid of any negative energy that may cling to them. Then program or charge it with the purpose of purification. You can do this by speaking your intention into the stone. Rather than visualizing the negative energy being absorbed into the stone, imagine the stone pushing away unwanted vibrations. Beginning at the perimeter of your area, slowly walk counterclockwise in circles that grow decreasingly smaller, spiraling in toward the center. As you do this, hold the crystal out and visualize it repelling the unwanted energy away from your space. If you notice a place that feels as if it has collected lots of negative energy, pause there and move the crystal around and up and down slowly until you feel that the energy has been dispersed. Finish in the center of the space. As an added precaution, you can leave the crystal lying on the floor to allow it to continue chasing away unwanted energy. Consecration. Once both you and your ritual space have been physically cleansed and spiritually purified, you're ready to consecrate the space. To consecrate means to sanctify. And this is the definitive step that makes the space sacred. One way to do this is to bring into your space the energies of the four elements we discussed in chapter 5. Choose an object that represents each element. For example, a candle could symbolize the fire element, a stone could signify earth, a bowl of water could stand for the element of water, and a smoking stick of incense could bring in the air element. Here's another method. Stand in the center of the area and feel yourself drawing up energy from the earth beneath your feet into the center of your body. Next, connect with the energy of the sky and sense it flowing down into the center of your body. Allow these two energies to mingle with you. Feel them swirling around and blending in your core. Then envision yourself radiating this dual energy outward until it fills the space. Stop the flow of energy from both sky and earth when you sense that your sacred space is filled. Sacred space does not need to be dismantled, as a circle does, when you finish your magical working. You can leave it and come back whenever you choose, knowing that your sanctuary awaits you. To signal that your work here is finished, simply say something like, 
this ritual, spell, or meditation is ended. I go in peace. How long does sacred space last? It depends on when you cre- where you created it. If your sacred space is in a room of your home, its sanctity will linger longer than if you set up a temporary space in a public mall. The more often you, z- you use this space, the more you reinforce its sanctity. Preparation for casting a circle. Since ancient times, circles have symbolized both power and protection. When you cast a circle, you're working on several levels simultaneously. At a physical level, you're defining the boundaries for your work, and on a spiritual level, you're filling the space with your personal power. Modern witches still perform spells and rituals within a circle. Group work, especially gatherings and public rituals, frequently take place in a circular sacred space. The circle represents unity, accord, and wholeness. It provides a protective psych fence that keeps unwanted energies out and desired energies in until you're ready to release them. A circle also shows that each person present is important to the success of the magical working. Creating the proper ambience. The time spent creating sacred space is important psychologically for the participants. This allows everyone to adjust to spirit thinking rather than mundane thinking. That attitude is important to the success of even the simplest magical process. Everyone involved must be focused on your agreed upon attention in order to harness the energy needed for your spell or ritual. Once you're inside the circle, no one should leave unless absolutely necessary. The following guidelines will help you create the right ambience for your sacred space. Ensure that you or the group won't be interrupted. Turn off cell phones, TVs, etc. Choose the right space for your task, taking into account weather, personal time, physical constraints, and what's going to take place in the sacred space. Make sure the area is safe and tidy. Get rid of anything that might distract you from the task at hand. Set up your purified tools so they're readily accessible. If you light candles, make sure you do it in a safe place to avoid the danger of fire. Keep them away from flammable materials, such as curtains. Don't use potentially harmful chemicals in your sacred space. Whatever you put in a sacred space, physical, emotional, and mental, gets amplified. Outdoors, use natural insect repellents and salt or mulch to inhabit weed growth. Indoors, use only green cleaning materials. Your magical workspace. Your circle should be large enough to accommodate the number of people who will be working inside of it, as well as any objects that you'll bring into the circle. It's also your workspace, so if you'll be dancing, drumming, or otherwise moving about inside the circle, allow plenty of room for your activities. Do you need to cleanse, purify, and consecrate your space before casting a circle? Some witches believe that you must always cleanse, purify, and consecrate the space where you will construct your circle. Others believe that cleansing and purifying are necessary, but that the act of creating the circle consecrates the space. Still others believe that you do not need to prepare the space in any way before you raise your circle. Do what feels right to you. A circle isn't a flat ring, nor is it a dome over you. Your circle is actually a sphere surrounding you above and below your workspace, as if you were standing in a bubble. 
You draw a circle, but envision a sphere growing out of the line that you draw. It's a circle in three dimensions, a shell that allows the sacred space within the circle to exist between the worlds. Casting a magic circle. Casting a circle begins as an act of faith. You believe the circle is there. Although many methods exist for circle casting, some of them quite elaborate. You can begin by following these simple steps. Stand in the center of the space you will define as your circle. Facing east, extend your projective hand outward, pointing to where you're going to draw the circle's wall. Your projective hand is the hand with which you send out your energy. Center your personal energy within your body. Then ground your energy by envisioning it flowing down your feet and into the earth, where it connects with the energy of the earth. With your projective hand still extended, draw energy up from the earth, through your body, and out to your hand. Allow this energy to flow out to the point where you intend to begin forming your circle. Slowly turn in a clockwise direction until you are facing the original starting point and the flow of energy joins up with where it started, forming a seamless ring. Visualize the ring thickening and curving inward until it meets above your head and below your feet, forming a perfect sphere of energy. Drop your hand to shut off the energy flow. ready to begin your magic spell or ritual. Some witches prefer to use a tool to draw the circle, usually either an athame, which is a ritual dagger, or a magic wand. We'll talk more about these in other tools later. Some witches like to actually walk the perimeter of the circle. If you want to do this, start in the east, make sure you know where the four compass directions are before you begin, and walk clockwise so that when the circle is completed, you'll be inside of it. On a physical level, you'll create your circle by walking around its outer border, but for the circle to exist in both the physical realm and in the mental and spiritual realms, you must also visualize it with clear intent, channeling your energy and that of the earth into your visualization. The four elements technique. This technique combines the four elements, earth, air, fire, and water to cast a circle. First, fill a bowl with salt water, which symbolizes the elements of earth and water. Beginning in the east, walk in a clockwise direction, sprinkling the salt water on the ground to define a circle as you say, with earth and water, I cast this magic circle. Next, light a stick of incense, which represents fire and air, smoke. Again, start in the east and walk clockwise around the circle, trailing the fragrant smoke behind you while you say, with fire and air, I cast this magic circle. If you prefer, two people can perform this circle casting ritual together. In this case, one person holds the bowl of salt water and the other carries the stick of burning incense. What if you have to leave a circle? Sometimes you just have to leave the circle to retrieve something you forgot, go to the bathroom, or deal with some emergency. In this case, you'll need to open a door in the circle's wall to keep from breaking it, like popping a balloon and letting all the power you've raised escape. You can cut a door with an athem, but the simplest method is to use your hands. Hold your hands out in front of you, palms together, 
Slowly insert them into the energy of your circle wall. Carefully pull your hands apart and visualize the wall of energy parting like a pair of curtains. Step through and close the curtains behind you. Do what you need to do quickly and calmly, then return to the circle and open the curtains again from the outside. After stepping through the energy curtains and back into the circle, close the curtains. Dismantling a basic circle. Dismantling the circle is just as important as raising it. Unlike sacred space, which slowly loses its energy over time, a circle must be taken down with as much care as you need to cast it. Perform the steps with reverence, closing the ritual with the same degree of respect as you entered into it. Basically, you dismantle a circle by repeating the motions you use to cast it, but in reverse. Stand in the center of your circle and extend your receptive hand, the opposite of your projective hand, toward the wall of the circle. Center your personal energy, then ground it into the earth below. Facing east, begin drawing the energy of the circle into your hand and let it flow through your body, then down into the earth. Turning counterclockwise, continue removing the energy in this manner until you face your original starting point again and the energy of the circle is all gone. Drop your hand, shutting off the energy flow. Your hand may feel tingly or odd after collecting the energy. Shake it a few times to get rid of any traces of the circle energy that may still be clinging to it. Disconnect your personal energy from the earth, bringing it back into your body. You may wish to experiment with various circle casting methods to see which ones you like best. Your circle may or may not be visible. It depends on you and your objective. Some magicians actually draw on the floor or the ground with chalk. Some sprinkle flour or cornmeal to define the circle. Some witches light candles around the perimeter or position stones in a circle. You might even choose to use a material that relates to the purpose of your spell. For example, if you're doing a love spell, you could scatter rose petals in a circle. However, your intention and the love, passion, and joy that you project into the process are more important than the material that you use.